Peace be with you in the name of our risen and ascended Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The message for this day rises up out of all four of our texts, and especially Acts chapter 1. Has Jesus set you up for a fall? Take Matthias. Matthias, like Joseph Barsabbas, was one of those disciples who had been with Jesus from the start of his ministry, way back from the baptism that Jesus underwent from John in the Jordan River. Matthias had followed Jesus in his travels, in his teaching. He'd been a witness to the mighty works that the Lord had done. Matthias was among the disciples, including those 11 remaining men that Jesus had appointed to be apostles. When Jesus died on Good Friday, when he rose again three days later, he was present even for Jesus' ascension to return to God the Father 40 days after Easter, an event that we celebrated just days ago here in this sanctuary. So as a first-hand witness to all of these things, both Matthias and Joseph Barsabbas were brought before the rest of the disciples as candidates to take up the role of apostle that Judas had forsaken. Jesus selected Matthias to be the twelfth apostle. As we read, the disciples prayed for the Lord's guidance in choosing the man who was going to be inheriting this position, and then they cast lots. When the lot falls on Matthias, it's not by chance. Jesus picks Matthias, answering the prayer of his people, restoring the apostles' number to 12. Reflecting those 12 tribes of Israel, the apostles now serve as leaders for the new Israel, God's people in Christ. Now, Matthias probably couldn't have anticipated what was going to be happening to him in the future, what that would look like as an apostle. He had seen great things as he was following Jesus, but what would come next? That passage that we read from Acts chapter 1 is both the first and the last that we hear of both Matthias and Joseph Barsabbas. But that's not the end of Matthias' story. According to one ancient Greek ecclesiastical historian, Matthias's apostolic work and mission ended up taking him all the way up to the eastern shores of the Black Sea, to the region that we now know as the country of Georgia. And there, he was crucified or stoned to death and buried. After everything that had happened, did Jesus set Matthias up for a fall? by choosing him to be an apostle. What about those Coptic Christians who were murdered in Egypt on Friday? Did Jesus set them up for a fall? They were on their way to a monastery, on a pilgrimage out in the desert when a convoy of masked gunmen rained bullets down upon their caravan, killing at least 29 and injuring dozens more. Their attackers didn't care that they were men, women, and children ranging in ages from 2 to 60. Their intent was to kill Christians. So did Jesus set them up for a fall? 
In our reading from 1 Peter, the apostle who called for Judas' vacant ministry to be filled after Jesus' ascension, we hear a reminder that suffering is the norm for people who follow Christ. Shouldn't surprise us. Why should the world treat us any better than it treated the Son of God? Does persecution, does suffering for the sake of Jesus' name surprise you? Maybe not in Egypt or other countries where another power, another religion might be the most dominant. But what if it happened closer to home? In our country, Christians have long experienced a favored status and haven't really known the persecution that our fellow believers in other parts of the world do. Now, speaking generally, Christians in America are only really starting to feel the loss of that favored status, an increase in alienation from society. But do you sense that being a Christian really costs you anything these days? Do you think that you need God's power to be at work for you as a disciple? Or have you got it all under control? Do you need Jesus if life as his follower will not be easy? Has Jesus set you up for a fall? Your faith as a Christian will cause the world to consider you an outsider, a threat, even an enemy. Yet that same faith calls you to follow Jesus through life in the world, living as his ambassador and sharing his love with the world. None of us can do that alone. And as Christians, none of us will. Psalm 68 speaks to the power and the work of the Lord who provides and encourages for his people amidst the attacks of a hostile world. Matthias relied on the Lord's might to see him through life, even through death. And so did those Coptic Christians who were killed for their faith. By God's grace, you are counted among them. When the lot fell on Matthias, he was numbered with the 11 apostles. He was counted among them. He was considered a full participant in the apostolic ministry, witness to Jesus' resurrection and ascension. When the waters of holy baptism fell, that person on whom they fell is numbered with all the saints of God. In other words, Jesus counts you among his own. Jesus knew that life in the world would not be easy for his disciples, so he prayed for them. He prayed for you too. Look back at our gospel text from John 17, and there you will see that Jesus asks his Father that you and I be kept in the Father's care, that we be numbered together. After this prayer, Jesus would go out to the garden with his disciples where he would be betrayed and arrested where he would go on to suffer intense beating and crucifixion, giving up his life on the cross. And he did it all because he loved you. Through the cross, 
Jesus' self-sacrificing love showed God's love to the world, even as the Father's love for the Son. So numbered with Jesus' other disciples, including Peter and Matthias and Joseph Barsabbas, you and I are united as people who are blessed to have God's grace, even when the world would reject us. Counted among Jesus' disciples, we are each ambassadors of his grace and his victory for the world. Numbered with Matthias, we get ready for what's ahead. Here's a spoiler alert. Jesus wins. We're in the time in between. This past Thursday, we celebrated Jesus' ascension into heaven to take the place of power and authority over all things that was his before time began. And as the angels told those disciples who were gathered there, including Matthias, Jesus will come again in glory to bring the ultimate victory that he won for all his saints. In this time in between, Christians like you and I can look to Jesus as the fulfillment of Psalm 68, trusting in God's provision and encouragement amidst the attacks of a hostile world. And we can even show love to our attackers. When the lot fell on Matthias, Pentecost was still days away. Jesus' disciples were waiting for the promised Holy Spirit that the Lord was going to send to be with them. And then the Spirit arrived in power, sending those disciples, including Matthias, into the world. And when you were numbered among them, among the saints in holy baptism, the Spirit arrived in power. God has made you his own. He will keep you in his grace no matter what. Here again the word of the the word of encouragement that the Lord has for us through Peter this day. Therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. And after you have suffered a little while the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. We need God's grace, especially since life as Jesus' disciple is not easy. We need God's grace to pray for those who persecute the body of Christ. We need God's grace because it is through his grace that we are numbered together. Has Jesus set you up for a fall? Just the opposite. He has taken hold of his people with his strong arm to lift them up, to deliver them, and to protect them until he comes again. And you, you are numbered among them. Amen.